Welcome to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and Friends. And here is my special friend, Michelle Woods. <laughs> I found you, girl. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> waiting right here for you have to you? help me start this podcast. Behind the microphone, I, waiting. I have, I have missed you. We've, we've taken a couple of weeks of a break in our schedule. And so it's great to reconnect with you. No, Shannon broke up with me, basically. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> um, but hey, before we, before we dive into our topics, can I just share two really exciting developments? What? Okay. Tell. So first of all, um, it, I've actually had this printed out for several weeks and I've just been forgetting to read it, but we had an email that came in the week after we released our first. Oh, really? Is it bad or good? <laughs> it's very glowing. Good. Um, yeah. So this is from Trey and he starts off dear Shannon. And now you interpret how this first word is pronounced. Okay, Michelle. Oh gosh. It's spelled A-A-A-A-A-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-
accent to it. It was probably more like, oh, oh like ah! a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Deeper toned. Oh, yeah. So not a girly scream. I'm sure you have a very deep voice, Trey. And we yes. do. We thank so you mainly. for using your voice to encourage us because that totally puts wind beneath our wings. So now for the second really cool development. In addition to the proverbial emails that people can send in to express a sentiment or ask a question or whatever, we now have a whole new way that people can connect with us. Uh, Pony Express? <laughs> or? Bad. What's the tapping thing? Morse code. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the tapping thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll shut up. What is it? How do they get in touch with us? <laughs> All right. So at first we were like, send us a voice memo. And uh, some people are like, I don't even know where the voice memo function is on our mm -hmm. phone. So I did some research and I established a call-in phone number. What? Yeah. Where people you have like a 1-800 number? <laughs> a 900 number. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no, no. You would. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's a totally free number. But here it is. People can call and leave a voicemail. A message? I think that there might be a time limit. I think there might be a three-minute time limit, if I'm not mistaken. But you can say a lot in three minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but the number is ready. Can I get a drum roll? That was a short drum roll. <laughs> My tongue stopped working. <laughs> and that is that's, the only time Michelle Woods has ever made that declaration in her entire life. It's very rare. It's very rare. <laughs> you witnessed it here on this episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap. No, free record. Stopped working. Her mother is like, what? There's a first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is the number? We did the drum roll. What is it? <laughs> The number is 32130-ON-TAP. Isn't that clever? 32130-ON-TAP. 32130-ON-TAP. So for people who don't like to look at the, at the number or on the, at the letters underneath the numbers, let me just explain that it's 321-306-6827. Again, 321-306-6827. But just remember, 32130 on tap, and you are good. Okay. So, so call in, people. Yeah. We want to hear your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your complaints. Um, for up to three minutes. For up to three minutes. <laughs> yep. 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 And be sure and include a kudo for Michelle so that her ego. Because <laughs> I'm needy. Gets yeah. propped up. Because right. <laughs> I'm insecure and needy. Never. No, I've worked through that. There you go. There you go. All right. So what are we going to talk about today, my darling? Yeah. So we've got sweaty palms, which I actually have right now because I get excited talking to you. <laughs> uh bubblegum lip gloss i probably have that too somewhere um crock pots and then upward and downward spirals there you go yeah we're going to talk about all those things and more all so right i wanted to fulfill a promise that we have made to our listeners we have alluded to and teased over and over uh telling women that we were not just women telling listeners that we were going to get around to talking about some of the more foundational um parts of our sexuality before we get into the much deeper stuff okay uh, and i guess maybe 
using those bases analogy, it would be first base. Okay, so we're not talking third base. Yeah, I was about to say fourth base, and then I realized that's home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no third, third base or home. So first, like dugout type stuff. Well, not dugout type stuff. Um, when you're in the dugout, you're sitting on the bench, and that means you're not oh, even in the okay. game. All right. But before you can that. get to a home run, you got to go to first base. You don't get to like hit and then go straight for third or even right. second. But uh-huh. how many times have you had the experience where your husband is like wanting to go straight for second or third base, and you're like, "Wait a minute, whoa, slow down! I'm not." I'm not caught up to you yet. I'm not warmed up yet. Have you noticed that women need a warm up? And some men need a warm up. I completely agree. You know? I completely agree. But yes, I know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. So I thought that we should dedicate an entire episode to recapturing the art of making out. Oh my. <laughs> what? The whole episode is on making out? Yeah. Do we have visuals and stuff like that? Well, I might get visuals because I can see you on Zoom. And I can see you. But nobody else gets visuals. (laughs) No, I I want to cast the vision in their own minds as to what it could look like. Because are you like me? Do you remember back in the era of the relationship being somewhat new and getting really lost in gazing into each other's eyes, Mm -hmm. getting totally swept up, just feeling his fingertips brush against yours in an effort to hold our hand. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. The the swell of excitement and you can interpret that word however you want. (laughs) Swell. (laughs) The swell of excitement when he got close enough to your lips with his lips that you kind of felt weak in the knees. Mm-hmm. Butterflies. Yeah, but here's the thing. Don't you tell me I can't have butterflies. Oh, no, no, no. What are you, you about to say? <laughs> <laughs> she said, no, yeah, that's, but that's wrong. Here's the thing. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it, they were definitely there in the early stages. It, I think that comes part and parcel with every new relationship. Sweaty palms and butterflies in the stomach, and heart racing. Right. But you want to know what all of that was about? Uh, What? That was about it being new and unfamiliar. And for the couple who's been married 35 years, you're not going to recreate a sense of adrenaline rush such Mm -hmm. that you actually get sweaty palms and butterflies and a racing heart because you've been doing this for freaking 35 plus years. Sure. Oh, yeah. I don't want to give people the expectation that the magic has gone and the thrill has left if they're not able to reproduce these, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The psychosomatic responses to excitement. Mm -hmm. Because just because something doesn't produce psychosomatic responses doesn't mean it's not exciting. Right. Right? So you mean psychosomatic like sweaty palms. Exactly. Like when your and butterflies, <laughs> like when your body responds physically to what you're experiencing emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like if you work on a Ferris wheel and your mm-hmm. job is to get on it every 10th time to make sure that it's functioning properly, mm-hmm. you're no longer going to feel that sense of rush and adrenaline 
when you get to the top of that Ferris wheel, when this is the fourth time you've been on it in a day and the umpteenth time you've been on it this year. So you get the idea, but, but does that lessen the beauty of the view from the top? No. It can still be a very enjoyable experience. And that's what I want to help couples realize today is that, you know what, just because you don't feel the sweaty palms and the butterflies doesn't mean that this isn't a very necessary and celebrated step in your journey toward getting each other sexually aroused. Because what happens, especially for women, and, and you're right, men experience this too, to some degree. But uh, if, we, if we were to follow the stereotype, it's often that men are microwaves and women are crockpots. So women need longer to, you know, simmer for lack of a better expression. But what happens when, let's just say the higher desire partner, the, the microwave in the relationship, whether mm-hmm. it's the man or the woman, what happens when the microwave tries to rush it and goes straight to second or third base, or even tries to go straight for home um, right. and skips first base? Well, it's not as enjoyable. Exactly. Is that the right answer? That's the right answer. Perfect. (laughs) It is. It's totally the right answer. Now in baseball, which my cousin is always like, baseball is a metaphor for life. So I'm just going to ride that concept. Go there. He'll appreciate it. He's right. Baseball is a metaphor for life. And what would happen in a real baseball game? If a batter kept skipping first base and just running straight across the pitcher's mound for second base, is that allowed? Nope. Nope. It's illegal. Exactly. And they may even get thrown out of the game if they Mm -hmm. don't stop it, right? (laughs) Well, I think that there are some women who actually believe that they have lost that loving feeling for their husbands altogether when really he's the same guy. He's the Mm -hmm. same great guy that she fell in love with. He's, you know, a good provider or a great emotional support or, you know, integritous man, whatever. The things that attracted her to him are still the same. Right. The only thing that's changed is how he's approaching her. So let's true. It changes. But, you know, you talk to couples and your dating relationship and before you get married is always, always seems to be so different in that area. So if they've done it before and you haven't skipped first and second, you know, beforehand, what, why does it change? Why does it have to change? You know what I mean? Well, that's just it. And I'm not saying that it's never a good thing to have a quickie. Let's be real. Sometimes, especially when you have kids or jobs, like the only way that you're going to get a sexual connection with any type of frequency is that you're going to have to do some quickies every once in a while. It's the only option. Right. And so it's one thing when both players are willing to skip first base, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's, that's allowed, but could the dynamic behind the lower desire partners disinterest actually be, you're not giving me a chance to warm up. You're not paying my eyes enough attention. Mm-hmm. You're not paying my lips enough attention. You're not paying my skin enough attention before you go straight for the boobs and the butt and the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about today, just re- again, recapturing that magic. So when a person doesn't look at you in the eye, doesn't take mm-hmm. the time 
and just is staring off in other directions. Mm -hmm. What, what do you often mis misunderstand that as? Yeah. I feel like they don't like me or they don't, they just aren't interested. Exactly. Exactly. So we've got that extreme mm -hmm. or the other extreme is when that socially <laughs> awkward person has locked eyes on you and you're like, you can't get away. Yeah. What is your deal? Hi. Can I help you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when it comes to eye contact in marriage, mm -hmm. what's ideal? Mm. <laughs> I absolutely love eye contact. And I think it is so um, sweet and intimate and... I feel desired in that, you know, when Brian can look at me and stay focused on me and there's no other distractions, um, I feel very wanted and cherished. And, you know, we did that exercise at one of your workshops for four minutes, people. Shannon, <laughs> Shannon had us look at each other for four minutes straight, no talking, no touching, and we both ended up in tears so just from looking at each other in the eyes yes yeah it it was very very intimate for us it's powerful it's yeah. bonding and there are actually things happening in your brain when you are looking deeply into the eyes of your partner right uh, it's releasing all kinds of endorphins which are feel-good hormones it's releasing um oxytocin which makes you feel bonded to your partner. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back and talk about oxytocin a little bit more. It helps you feel more grounded and connected and centered. Mm -hmm. um, it's an elixir, but right. yeah, but yeah, how often are couples just kind of stumbling into bed at night after a long day at work and hurting the kids and getting everything ready for the next day and then just kind of glancing at each other and be like, so do you want to have sex? Right. Just check it off. And, and what is often the partner's response when they're asked that question with very little eye contact whatsoever? Do you right. want to have sex? No, I'm, I'm just too tired. Too much going tonight. Well, you're just not interested. Not interested. Right. They have not taken the time to create the interest. Mm -hmm. the eye contact is foundational. And it's amazing how when you take the time to go out on a date or just sit down to have a, an intimate conversation um, that just that eye contact alone, mm -hmm. it makes you feel bonded enough that you do start entertaining thoughts of hmm. when can we get alone? When can we get <laughs> naked? When can we get jiggy <laughs> with it? Yeah. All of that. <laughs> so all that to say, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not taken the time to look directly into your partner's eyes for a while, and I'm not talking the eyeball stare of, well, not weird. Don't yeah, be weird. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be like, well, aren't you going to want to have sex with me now that I'm looking at you? Like it, that would be. Yeah, too... Talk about your day. Touch. Like if you're the guy, well, I guess a girl can do too, but touch each other's face and, yes. you know, ears and just when Charlie, when Charlie puts the palm of his hand against my cheek mm -hmm. or when he wraps his thumb around the back of my ear. Mm -hmm. And has the the rest of his hand like along my temple. Mm -hmm. <gasps> she gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
I melt. And when he does that with both hands, cupping both cheeks or my jawline, like, like literally yeah. embraces my head with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> you just snorted. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like Thumper Rabbit on Bambi. <laughs> Remember the little yes. thing that his foot would do when he got all riled up or whatever? That's so funny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, that's such a little, I mean, I say easy and maybe it's not easy for some people, but maybe it's not. But the reason that it's not easy is because it's not familiar. Mm -hmm. The yeah. more familiar it becomes, the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. Because my guess is, is that, you know, Charlie probably had enough rejection from previous relationships that that was a scary thing to do at first. And maybe right. that created the butterflies and the sweaty palms on that. Mm -hmm. But now it's organic because the feedback that he gets is incredibly positively reinforcing. You know, we're all Pavlov's dog. We all want positive reinforcement. Yep. And when we get it, we, we keep doing that thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. when he puts his palms around my cheeks and takes the time to look at me in the eyes, I am not like darting my eyes in other directions. I am locked oh, on. Soaking it up. I yeah. am locked on and I usually fall in to forehead to forehead or mm -hmm. nose to nose or maybe lips to lips. But sometimes I just don't like to rush it. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? I just want to enjoy this before mm -hmm. Because I know that once we start engaging in the kiss, right, then my focus isn't on this head embrace anymore right. type of thing. So slowing the freight train down and savoring the ride. Very important. <laughs> Muy importante. Muy importante. Muy. Okay. So now let's go to the next level right. of, okay. So we've talked about eye to eye and we've mm -hmm. talked about skin to skin. Mm -hmm. um, like touching each other, holding hands, cupping each other's face or whatever. Now let's talk about that kiss. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. There's a big, I love kissing. I do too. It feels my really, favorite. It feels really good. Doesn't it? Oh uh, yeah. Well, how does it make you feel? You go first. What? Yeah, oh my tell gosh. me. Find find vocabulary words that describes. Mm. All right, how it okay. feels. I gotta close my eyes so I can just envision this. So, when we kiss, and so Brian has these big squishy lips. So, and even if you don't have big lips, you can pucker up where they're you know nice and full. But he has great lips, and when we lean in and our lips press against each other and you can feel like I can feel the breath like coming out of his nose and we're just our faces fit so perfect and he usually is touching you know my shoulder the small of my back or even my face when we're kissing um I like I cannot get enough of his mouth and his Aww. kisses do you feel like you want to climb in <laughs> climb on is that what climb you said in. yeah, oh, well, yeah. No. i said climb I in know. but you said climb on <laughs> i know i know both okay we're talking about third base right there girl right. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about face sitting in another episode shall we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talking I, about sitting in his lap so I, I, dirty. oh okay okay so okay dirty <laughs> 
No, I'm, 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 I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a no. realist. I'm, I know where these things lead and, they're, and it's a good, it's a good place. Yeah. But a but lot of times gonna... it doesn't, a lot of times it doesn't lead to sexual. We kiss all the time and it's just a sweet, intimate little moment, you know? That's an excellent point. It doesn't have to lead to sex. In fact, mm -hmm. if you have the expectation that if I let him kiss me or if I kiss him, he's going to expect sex or she's going to expect sex, then you're just not going to do it if you're not in the mood. But then you right. never get yourself in the mood. So it's okay right. to get yourself in the mood even when you can't follow through because it is kind of like that teasing, that mm -hmm. dangling the carrot in oh, front yeah. of the mule, that just... Yep just those touchstones of reconnection and then mm -hmm. separation and reconnection and separation, letting the flame have oxygen would be how Esther Perel would yeah. describe this. Yeah. I think touching without expecting sex is super, super important. Absolutely. And I really want the hired as our partner to internalize that because mm -hmm. you will get yes more often if you don't expect yes every time, every single time. When you expect yes every single time, you've just poisoned the magic of it because the magic is, I have a choice in the matter. I can say yes or mm -hmm. I can say no. And when a person knows that their no will be no, then they feel the freedom to say, yeah, when they feel free to say no, they feel free to say yes. If they don't feel free to say yes, then you're going to get a no every time. Yeah. And Does also, that make sense? Absolutely. I totally get it. And also to be desired equally with your clothes on versus your clothes off, you know, that's to feel, a good point. feel wanted even when you know there's no chance of sex, um, you know, or something like that happening. That your partner's not just doing it to get you in bed. Right. They're, they're doing yep. it because you just happened to walk by and you got mm -hmm. their attention yep. or you're making a nice dinner and they just want to show you that, Hey, nothing's more important than sticking my tongue in your mouth right now. So put that <laughs> hot pad down and let me get you hot. But obviously we can't finish <laughs> because dinner's almost out of the oven. You, you yep. get the idea of just those, mm -hmm. those are the magical moments that, I think means so much, especially to women, but I really yeah. want to encourage the men that, you know what, this, this should not be torture. It, you should be able to give your wife these moments of connection without expectation that it has to go all the way. Because if the only time that you try to connect to her is when you have the expectation that it should and could go all the way, she is not going to feel treasured and valued and cherished like she would if you were just giving her little installments along the way. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes it's just that the higher desire partner is the microwave and the lower desire partner is the crock pot, but let the crock pot have their time to simmer, please. Mm -hmm. Don't drag them to second and third base without giving them a chance to warm up. Now, um, do you remember in junior high, which I think junior high is probably the era when we first discover how alluring kissing might could be because if you if you weren't already kissing you were dreaming about what it was going to be like to have oh, your first kiss i used to kiss my pillow in the shower and not <laughs> no 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 not my pillow in the shower the shower wall uh, you were practicing <laughs> I, you were... Was. I wanted to kiss somebody real bad uh-huh yeah i remember that era as well and so do you remember bonnie bell lip gloss or was it a different kind of lip gloss for you that 
that all the girls (laughs) yeah i think i have like lisa frank yes yeah i think i still i think i have that she's the hell is she the hello kitty carol carol karobi yes girl i know i love hello kitty (laughs) well i I remember first discovering lip gloss from my mom's avon (laughs) delivery and she would get these free do kiss samples and i was like do kiss what's that all about so i wasn't old enough that i was allowed to wear lipstick but i could wear like the glossy chapstick. And so yeah, yeah. The, when the Bonnie Bell flavors came out, I was all about bubblegum and oh, watermelon yeah. and grape <laughs> and strawberry. And it was really all about getting your lips noticed by a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Or at the oh, very yeah. least, just smelling your own lips. Smelling your lips. <laughs> Smell your lips. Do you still not like that stuff, Shannon? Because I may or may not have watermelon chapstick. Well, here's the thing. In my purse. Here's the thing. I have rediscovered the joy of flavored lip gloss. The other day I was in a store and they had this special pack of Dr. Pepper, (laughs) Coca-Cola, Sprite, and Fanta grape. And you got it. And I did. I totally got it. Funny. And brought it home. It was like, tell me what your favorite one is. And it really kind of sent me back into that That's junior high fun. era, except yeah. instead of longing for a boy to notice your lips and maybe mm. kiss you, mm-hmm. it was, he totally notices and he's like wanting to be in my face and he's <laughs> eating it up and he's like, his tail is wagging. Charlie is so cute. It literally looks like he is a dog with a wagging tail. <laughs> like, and it moves his whole body. Like you can see it in his shoulders so and his funny. curls are bouncing around on his head. And he I just gets Charlie. so energized. By... So what was his favorite? Um, grape. Grape. I Great. can see that. Because that's the fruity one. Everyone likes fruity. Come on. Everybody. Yeah, so yeah, ex- do something fun. Do mm-hmm. something that recaptures that youthful, playful, curious energy. And take yourself back to first base. Because mm-hmm. it really is delightful. And incidentally, let me just toss this in there for all of the single people who are listening. I know that the the kind of the cultural shift a few years ago to the purity movement that there was a teaching of you need to save your first kiss for the altar or the first time you kiss your spouse needs to be on your wedding day i never taught that but i honored people who felt strongly that that's what they wanted to do but here's why i actually advocate against that now are you ready i'm ready the human brain i read an article about this the human brain is actually wired to pick up on a person's smell and taste when you're kissing them. And it gives your brain information that's very valuable in determining whether or not this would be a good DNA match for you. Really? Yep, that the two of you reproducing are going to have, you know, a successful chance of the offspring being viable and strong if their smell and their taste seems irresistible to you. But if their smell or their taste is actually a turnoff, that is a red flag that your (laughs) DNA would not be a good match with that person's DNA. Then run. (laughs) Run for the hills. Yeah. And I think that this is important DNA information to have about your compatibility. And I've actually had couples tell me that they abided by that rule of, you know, don't kiss until the altar. And that they actually never learned to enjoy kissing because they discovered that they don't like how their partner 
smells or tastes, even oh, after wow. brushing teeth and using mouthwash and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm always encouraging the single people that I coach that you need to incorporate kissing into your repertoire at some point mm -hmm. when you're both comfortable with it, because you need that information and you need to just make sure that there is strong chemistry mm -hmm. because that chemistry is a really important element. It just yeah. is. Right. Okay. So now I want to talk about the main thing that gets secreted in your brain and into your bloodstream when you're doing all this touching eye contact kissing thing. And that's oxytocin. I promise we can come back around to that. <laughs> okay. How familiar are you with the, with what oxytocin does to your body? I know it's good. That's about all I know. And I want some. <laughs> uh, you should, you should totally want some because here, here's the thing. It's nature's Valium. Oh. Oxytocin calms you down. Mm -hmm. It helps you feel very grounded and centered and peaceful. And here's the magic of it. It makes you feel very bonded to the person who created the oxytocin rush in your brain. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And the two times in a woman's life where she creates the most oxytocin is when she is breastfeeding her child. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that era, but it's like, you could be breastfeeding mm. your baby and the entire house could be on fire and you'd just be like, I'll be with you in a few minutes. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding my baby. Like everything yep. has to wait uh, because you just get so relaxed and yeah. connected to that child that you're holding. The other time when a woman produces the most oxytocin is when she's making love with her husband, mm -hmm. especially yeah. when she goes full throttle. And I think mm -hmm. our listeners know what I mean by that. I just mean she's had the chance to get you around. Turn the lights on. Is that full throttle? Well, I mean, that, that could be a sign of full throttle. For some people, turning the <laughs> yep. lights off is a sign of full throttle. So it's according yep. to her preference. But the idea of full throttle is that you gave yourself the chance to get interested, get aroused, get engorged, and get engaged. There's mm -hmm. just a four thing. Get interested, get aroused, get engorged, and therefore get engaged. In other words, you gave yourself a chance to warm up warm and up. really get turned on. Right. And then all that touching and bonding and that feverish exchange of sexual energy, it releases this all this oxytocin in the brain, and it helps her feel again more grounded and centered it helps her sleep better at night and most importantly it helps her feel incredibly bonded to mm -hmm. her husband right so it's just too important of a concept to ignore and the interesting thing is uh with oxytocin the more you touch the more you want to be touched the more mm -hmm. oxytocin flow you have the more you want and crave that connection yeah. But oxytocin also works in the opposite way. The less you produce, the less you want to touch or be touched. Really? Think, yeah. Think about the implications oh, of that. Wow. A woman has gone for days, maybe even weeks, sometimes mm -hmm. months with very little in the way of eye contact, mm -hmm. um, verbal affirmation, quality time, skin to skin, kissing, uh, and so she starts feeling disconnected and depleted and she's not being verbal about right. that happening. And so the husband's just thinking she's disinterested and he's thinking maybe over time that she's frigid. And the reality is, is she's not frigid by nature, but she has worked herself into her own state of frigidity mm -hmm. 
because the less she's touched, the less she wants to wants be touched. To be. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah. So when a woman is struggling and it doesn't sound as if there's a real problem in the marriage, it's not like he's ripped her heart out and stomped on it or being unfaithful mm-hmm. to her or anything like that. When it's just simply that she's lost that love and feeling, I don't tell people just get over it and get naked, but sometimes we really do need to act our way into a new way of feeling and just get at least partially naked, get some sort of skin exposed Mm -hmm. and, and get next to your husband. So whether that's holding his hand or putting his hand on your thigh while you're watching television or hugging or going for a walk hand in hand, you need to start somewhere. Yeah. Get that oxytocin flowing again. That will take you to first base and then stealing second or third or even going on home run doesn't feel so overwhelming. It feels energizing. It feels organic. It feels like a logical next Mm -hmm. step. Before we go, I just want to remind everybody that we would love to hear from you. Questions about our topics that we've covered, suggestions for other topics that you would Mm -hmm. like for us to cover. Um, Kudos, especially for Michelle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to let you live that down. Um, The number is 32130-ON-TAP. 32130-ON-TAP. We would love to hear from you. Let us know also if you're okay with us using your call-in on the air, because I may just do it as a direct excerpt. Or if you would rather we not, that's fine too. I'll just read it. And um, if you are okay with it, but you want us to mask your voice, we have the technology. We can do that. So it would be great to have more listener involvement because this show is called Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and (laughs) friends. So we want to hear from you, friends. We appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. We love you for listening. And we thank you for tapping on us. (laughs) Oh gosh, you got me choked up.